When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All righty. Uh, we uh, had a little bit of Reavers' travels earlier today, talking about uh, him going to Jacksonville to see the worst NFL playoff game in history. <laughs> I hope you and your father have not yet bought those tickets to go to New York to see the Gophers win the uh, Big Ten ba- basketball championship. We actually had this discussion because, you know, my dad, he is the <laughs> ultimate Gopher believer in everything basketball-related, and I don't even think – he is does, optimistic. Does he always have that little twinge uh, that something might go wrong? I should actually Even put you on the. Good. I should put you on the group text during a Gopher basketball game because mm-hmm. he, I, Dad, settle down, settle down. Well, uh, I don't think it's an issue anymore. The issue becomes now: Will they make the NCAA tournament? Yes. I had. I had no realization i thought they played a little tougher big ten uh, big uh, non-conference schedule this year but their schedule of strength of schedule is so bad even before the disaster of last weekend they were on the bubble for the tournament right is that right yeah i thought what well, they played providence who's a tournament yeah, team and providence just beat uh xavier right yeah uh i thought that was a pretty good win and uh but i guess they lost to miami they lost to miami they lost arkansas right yes so uh but anyway uh you know what assumptions are never good in sports especially in basketball where you only have five guys it's not like the nfl where you lose one guy unless the one guy's aaron Rodgers, right Mm -hmm. and now you lose two you lose reggie lynch who's uh uh, once again, uh, been accused of uh, s- some type of sexual misadventure. Got out of the last one. Uh, he will probably never play for the Gophers again because the investigation is going to go on beyond this uh, season. Past his eligibility. Yep. Yes. Uh, and just a lot of uh, horrible suggestions coming out there on uh, Reggie's past that uh, the social media allows this to occur. I don't know the kid. I don't know anything about him. But I'm getting all kinds of texts from people in the basketball, what should I say, the basketball community sure. who uh, were always worried about Reggie. And uh, so this is – so he's gone. So you can't really achieve anything significant without him, right? I mean, you can't you – can't, you can go to the tournament. And you might win a game, but you're not going to do much without Reggie. Well, and I even right? think it's worse than that. I don't even. I I really have a hard time seeing how they're even going to make it because not only did well, you now, lose a starter, but you are so you were so thin before this happened with Reggie Lynch. 
I don't I don't see how they can sustain a run through the Big Ten schedule. I really and don't. Now, uh, who knows what a what do we call this thing, uh, Manny? The the Hamill lesion or whatever the shoulder injury. That, yeah, it's it's some uh, sort of has. it's some sort of ligament thing. I, I think it's like a, a I, something I was, something on the shoulder on a ligament in the shoulder. I guess I'm I was sure. trying to read up on it and. Uh, it it seems like the uh, Amir Coffee's got something that surgery usually is used to correct. Now, whether that is necessary or not, the fact that he's going to miss at least two. If you look at their schedule the next three weeks, there's a lot of losses sitting there if they don't have Amir Coffee. Uh, I, I don't know who they're going to beat. Because that Indiana is a bad, this is as bad as an Indiana team can bit, mm-hmm. beat. Be they were missing two starters just like the uh, Gophers were, and yet you allow them to beat you on your home court. Hell, even the Iron Five after the Madison incident way back when in 1986 won their first game when they came out of the break. And and Pat uh, down down the stretch in the Indiana game on Saturday, they they just looked the Gophers just looked out of sorts. They were just throwing up shots. They weren't really running any sort of offense to try and tie the game or to try and bring it within one or anything like that. You saw, saw Jordan Murphy just throw up some ridiculous, stupid three-pointer that he had no chance of making because he was rushing in. It was just... Panic, just looked, panic yeah. ensued. Uh, him and yeah. Mason, Mason and Murphy, who are your only chance right now, throwing it up. But, boy, uh, does... Uh, you know, I, I'm not, let's just face it. I'm, I'm getting less emails... Tweets, etc., saying, "What do you think of Patino now?" Than I was uh, uh, two weeks ago. That's for sure. But this team, as as you pointed out, Reavers, uh, they had no depth before Isaiah mm-hmm. Washington. Yep. Isaiah Washington. There's a very good chance he's not as good a player as McKinley Wright, who's out playing full time at Colorado now. Uh, the kid from Champlin Park and. He, uh, they just beat Arizona and Arizona State on the same weekend at, at home, uh, and he had a lot to do with it. So you went to New York, you got this guy. He's got a lot of jelly on his layups, but he can't shoot. And uh, unless unless he really turns into something here in the next month, this team's completely out of luck. Well, and that, not only that, but you know, then you look at the, these guys going forward. You know, because Jordan, is Jordan Murphy done after this year? I, I don't know. He's only 6'6". So sure. I, I, but I guess I, I'm looking, you know, because I'm pretty much putting a, you know, I'm closing the chapter on this on this season, and it's it's not fair, but you just look at him and, what, and what's ahead of him. I, I just can't really trust that they're going to amount to much this year. And then after this year, I know they're getting the kid from Creighton, but I don't know how optimistic you should be about this team going forward. I really don't. Well, they got three coming in to go for Minnesota recruits, but who knows? Uh, by the way, you guys remember Daquan McNeil, the first guy that yep. got in trouble here with the mm-hmm. Gophers? Sure. He's uh, been arrested for murder. Oh. So, um, oh, yeah, he, he had some issues. So he's he's uh, he's got a murder charge against him. So that's, that's not good. All right. We shall return. Uh, this is the Ride with Ricey. We'll talk with Mr. Gesslane, Viking Saints, when we get back. You're along for the ride with Roycey. What do you say we get you home safe? 
1500 ESPN. And this portion of the Ride with Royce is sponsored by the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer. Ready for a bad cold and flu season? A cold is a cold, but the flu brings fever. Be prepared with the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer, backed by medical professionals everywhere. Talking purple right now on the Ride with Royce. The Gessling covers the Vikings. Here with Ben Gessling. Ben the Gessling joining us now. It's Viking Star Tribune beat writer Ben Gessling. Ben Gessling's with us, covers the Vikings for the Star Tribune. Uh, a young Breeze uh, looked pretty good last night, didn't he, throwing the ball? Man alive, is he? if you let him see through those little seams, man, he is perfection throwing the ball. He sure is. I mean, he ended up breaking or taking back his uh, completion percentage record this year from Sam Bradford. And I mean, the thing with him is that he's accurate. He's he's got. I mean, he doesn't have the biggest arm in the world, but he certainly is able to stretch the field, and he doesn't take many sacks. I mean, he's he's as good as there is at finding places to go in the pocket. He gets rid of the ball quickly, and he's. I mean, to me, I, I thought all along that the Saints were the toughest matchup of the or three possibilities for the Vikings, and that's largely based on him. I mean, they have a lot of weapons. Their defense has been a lot better since the Vikings last saw the Saints, but uh, I mean, to me. He's the one quarterback left in this thing that, I mean, he's the only one with a ring, and he's the one that probably scares you the most. So he's the reason to me that this is a tough matchup for the Vikings. When did two five foot 11 guys face each other in the playoffs the last time, huh? <laughs> well, I, I'm trying to think. It's Breeze played Russell Wilson in the playoffs. I, yeah, I well, that's true. He yeah, he has. In fact, they went up there and beat him when they were 7-9, uh, nine, right? Remember I think that, that was before uh, Wilson was around, though. Oh, I think oh, that was right, back, right. uh, yeah, like, right. maybe in, uh, in 2010, I think I want to say that was. But the Vikings won't, uh, as good as that, uh, Carolina defense is the uh, the coverage on the back end is uh, not as good and uh, and uh, I I think they'll figure out a way to make it a little more uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I think they will, and and I think uh, you know the, the the thing the Vikings have going for them too is uh, you know they're playing at home obviously, and, and that makes a big difference in getting after the quarterback. Those offensive linemen aren't as sure in the snap count and. They're not able to get off the ball quite as quickly, and that little I mean, that half second can make a big difference, especially when you have pass rushers that had a week off and are going to be fresher than they have been in a while. I mean, Everson Griffin did not look like the same guy in the second half as he did in the first half, and a lot of that, I, from what I've been able to gather, was that foot injury. I think that was bothering him quite a bit, and uh, the fact that he's had a week off now, it sounds like he's going to be quite a bit fresher, and you know, he's, he's certainly a guy that, if given that extra half second when an offensive lineman is not quite sure when the snap is coming, can, can do some damage. Mike Thomas uh, will uh, see a lot of Xavier Rhodes, I have a hunch, too. Uh, they're going to uh, – uh, this kid got, got caught 104, right? He's caught more passes in his first two years than anybody else. We don't even know who he is. But uh, I got to think that uh, Zimmer will do his thing and make sure he takes that kid away from uh, Breeze and he'll have to go – he can go find somebody else. But he obviously <laughs> likes throwing to this kid. He does, and, and we, Xavier Rhodes saw quite a bit of him in week one. I mean, he was shadowing him at times. I don't think he was doing it quite in the, to the same degree that he has with other guys this year, certainly not to the same degree as a Julio Jones or somebody like that. But I think you know, the more the Vikings have done that, the more comfortable they seem to be with Rhodes having the ability to follow somebody anywhere he goes. And I think you'll see that, and I think if they can shut him down or at least contain him the way Rhodes has done with a lot of receivers this year, 
and you can take those running backs away, it, the Vikings certainly are able to enter the Saints' weapons. I mean, the, the big thing, too, here is that the Saints, with their issues on the offensive line with Andrews Pete going down yesterday, if they can't run the ball up the middle, they could get in some tough down and distance situations, too. So, And uh, they had another guy walk off the field yesterday, too. So uh, they got a couple of injuries, potentially a couple of injuries on the offensive line. Are the Vikings healthy now as they're going to be on the offensive line? Elf line's back, uh, do we assume? Elf line's back, and that was just a precaution. And what, what are we going to look like? Uh, what is the Vikings offensive line going to look like, would you guess? Well, Elfline is going to be back. He said today he's going to practice, and he's, I think he said he's ready to roll or something to that effect. I mean, it made it sound like he's not concerned at all about playing. I, what I do wonder is, and we were talking about this, Andrew Kramer and I were talking about this today, what are they going to do with the guard spots? I mean, they, they put Mike Remmers at guard a week ago, and I think there may be the school of thought that if you have Remmers at guard – Rashad Hill is maybe a better pass protector than other combinations you would have with Remmers at tackle and Jeremiah Searles at left guard. So I could certainly see a scenario where they have Remmers at one of the guard spots, Joe Berger at the other one, and Rashad Hill starting right tackle. But you know, the, the big thing to me is that Pat Offline is back. I think what he has meant to this group, both you know in setting protections as a rookie and probably more importantly, his ability to get out and block as a, as a lead blocker on on uh, on zone runs and screenplays really has done a lot for this offense. So the fact that he's back to me is that was the injury I was most curious to see how that would go and, and if he's going to play. I think that's a big benefit to the Vikings. Yeah, and uh, ESPN, uh, their piece today, uh, Barnwell did, that, uh, that is agreeing with everybody else that the Vikings actually probably have the uh, the clearest route to the Super Bowl of any team except after watching those two AFC games last weekend, we know one thing. The Patriots and the Steelers are going to be in the championship game. Yeah, it's like, you know, could somebody else even make it interesting over there? I mean, the NFC feels more wide open than it has in a while. Although I do agree that the Vikings have a pretty clear path. But in the AFC, it feels like it's just a formality that it's going to be those two teams. Now, you know, something goofy could happen, I suppose, and, and one of those teams gets beat, but I certainly don't think it's the Patriots at home, and I have a hard time seeing the Steelers lose to Jacksonville and Blake Bortles at home as well. So, you know, I think it's that's the matchup over there, and I think the Vikings win against the Saints. I mean, if they do, I think they're going to the Super Bowl. I think they beat either Philadelphia on the road or Atlanta at home. I, you know, this one to me, if they beat the Saints, is, is going to be the key because I, I think after that they have a pretty quick path. Yeah, I have uh, witnessed a page, uh, Falcons game in the uh, in the Vikings home stadium that uh, we were we were fairly confident about. Yeah, uh, also, yeah, that's true. so but it is amazing to see the uh, Eagles is what I've seen every fair from two and a half to four and a half point underdogs at home as the number one seed. Uh, Nick Foles uh, certainly has changed everything over there. I, I who would you rather play the Eagles in Philadelphia or the Falcons here? Boy, you know, in some ways, I mean, I think the Eagles are, I mean, without Carson Wentz, are certainly right for the taking. I think that defense is still pretty good, and, and they've got kind of three-headed running attack, but they've got enough weapons around there. I, I guess I'd say in, uh, you know, in a, if press, you, you want to play at home. I, I think they're so tough to beat at U.S. Bank Stadium that 
even though it's an offense with a lot of weapons, it's a team that went to the Super Bowl last year. It's a team that's that's battle tested. I, I think you say bring the Falcons in. We're going to take our chances with our defense at home. And you know, when when you're indoors, that you have the crowd on your side. There's no variables with the weather. I, I think in that scenario, I mean, they they've said they want to play at home, and I think they're right. I, I think if given the chance, you always want to play at home. And I think if they do, I think they'll win. They got to turn it over at home to lose, I would guess, even against the Saints. Who I, uh, boy, uh, you know what? I was we were kind of making Gruden talk to the Dockers in town here before the Vikings played them in the first game, the Saints, <laughs> and he was talking about these young defensive players that the Saints had gra- had uh, drafted and brought in, and that how much better their defense was going to be, and we all were kind of <laughs> laughing at him after the opener, but it turned out... It was out miserable that, that night. Oh, yeah. It turned out he was right. It just, uh, once they got those, uh, you know, they got some athletes back there, and, uh, you know, you got to block the Cam Jordan guy, but uh, they, get, they got a bunch of them. They they, they they have athletes on defense. It'll be interesting to see if if Keenum can do what he's done so far against that defense, if they rush well, the passer at all. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, somebody was saying in the locker room today, I can't remember exactly who, it might have been Cherius Wright, but he said they didn't play that bad. I mean, he said they had some busted coverages in that game, which they did, and you expect that. I think they had eight new starters on defense at that point, and, and including, you know, rookies like Marshawn Lattimore, the corner that's been very good since then. But you know, he said. Other than that, you look at it; they weren't really that bad that night. I mean, at least not as bad as as the numbers would indicate. The, the broken plays certainly made the statistics look worse in the end. But you know, he said, looking at it now, I mean, when they they have shored some of those things up, they've had a chance to work together. They're more cohesive now. That that defense is really pretty good. I, I just think, yeah, I, I'm, I agree. I think if Case Keenum takes care of the ball and the Vikings are able to move it and, and keep themselves ahead of the clock or ahead of the chains, I guess. Um, I, I think they win. I, I think their defense is just, you know, the fact that they only give up a third down conversion a quarter of the time makes it awfully tough to, to beat them if they're playing that well. And I think ultimately that'll be the difference. How much time did Zimmer give the boys off last week? Well, they practiced until Wednesday, and then they he left, he let them go home. After the Wednesday practice, they were off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They had a, a light practice today, and then they'll do their normal Wednesday, Thursday, Friday uh, practice schedule this week after being off tomorrow. So it really was pretty similar to what they do in a normal bye week. They had a couple of practices to, to self-scout, as they say, and, and then got some time off to rest. And, and now it's pretty much a normal Sunday-to-Sunday game week. Well, it's not the old Vikings. They can take a four-day break and nobody gets arrested, man. It's uh, it's, it's not like the good old days there. They uh, they're too damn well behaved, I would say. That's this team. Yeah, he is. He has said a few times that they that he hasn't really even had to to find guys or or you know deal with much in terms of disciplinary stuff this year. But it uh, it certainly makes it a little bit less interesting for those who are uh, either looking for something to write about or opine on, I suppose. <laughs> okay. All right, Ben. Thank you. All right. Sounds good. Uh, all right. Georgia, Alabama pregame coming up here on uh, 1500 ESPN. We'll do a full show tomorrow. It'll be gangbusters. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 2. I could see beyond the Black Hills and the way they called for exploration. I could feel the air, the way it paints against skin and fills hungry lungs. I could hear the way the water ran for miles and the way the bison grazed, the way our boots meet the earth as we step past expected. I could imagine my time in South Dakota, and I wish to go back. 
because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.